What up, everybody? It's Nate with Streetwave, and welcome to the Short Series Podcast. Today, I'm at Blit Coffee. You can find that at 30th and Truce, and today I'm with Antoine. What's going on, brother? Not much, not much. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. Hey, we appreciate your time. So at the beginning of the, the podcast, we like usually start with the story of where, where you started and then just kind of slow progression to where you are. So the mic's yours, man. Talk away. Uh, okay, so first of all, I'm a fashion designer. Um, uh, I sort of um, sort of got into it naturally from um, uh, when I was a kid. I can remember my mom finally let me like pick my pick my outfits for the next day, and I can remember um, uh, just having this certain excitement for the, for school for the first time. Um, and uh, it was sort of like me being a kid before Christmas, you know, just sort of not being able to wait to to get there. Uh, to, to show, you know, um, what I thought was uh, close to who I was the next day. And uh, yeah, yeah, it, it just um, naturally developed um, from me also loving to sketch at the time and um, sort of being super intrigued by the differences of styles of clothing and the ways to put, it, put them together. And so that naturally went into me like... Um, trying to figure out what it took to actually be a creator. And I thought at that time it was just so far from like being a real thing I could, I could pursue. Um, I just did the easiest way I could um, participate in, in the field was, you know, buy stuff, right? And um, follow people that were already doing it. And so I grew a large appreciation through designers that I discovered through the internet and um, um, just sort of naturally went into me finding out what it took to actually be a part of the field yeah. and and so that um, that led to me um, uh, applying to some schools in New York and getting to, into one and uh, what, what um, school did you go to? Uh, so FIT, FIT. Nice. Yeah. All right. hold up what's crazy about that is that I'm on their uh, sneakers uh, central sneakers program so my certificates yeah. I get my certificate in July so, uh, hey, much respect to FIT, but keep on going. Yeah, yeah. No, that's crazy, man. yeah, yeah. so I, I think um, what I discovered as a kid was um, uh, the feeling of uh, that an artist, any general artist sort of goes through where they are intrigued by the idea of creating something new or creating something that only exists in their brain and um, actually making that and then the anticipation of people seeing what that is. Um, um, I think I just sort of discovered that at an early age and it just so happened that the medium was clothing. And so um, that just led to this total infatuation with this, this, uh, with this field that was still very, very distant. Um, and, and so it was, it was coupled with discovery, coupled with uh, um, me discovering about myself. Um, um, and so yeah, man, just the enthusiasm for it just grew. The more I learned, the more I was in, uh, infatuated with it. And so, yeah, it just naturally went into me wanting to actually make it a career, you know, and doing the things I needed to do to do that. So. It's really cool to see that, like, you know, um, different times of your life, different situations, ups and downs really can affect the your, your thought process on designing and creating at times. Did you ever come across any stumbles while you were designing and you were just able to like put that over your shoulder and continue on? Yeah, yeah. Um, because early on I thought that I had to wait for the inspiration to come. 
Um, and so I started hanging out with um, people that were in the, in the arts, and they were just like, if you if you if you work that way, then you'll never make anything, you know, or you rarely make anything. And so I just had to learn just to um, put myself in a creative space and just try to make something and just see what that um, what what I what that turns into. And so. Um, um, uh, now I have a process where I know what images to put in front of myself and, a, and I know what to, what to put myself around in order to get that, to create that inspiration for me, you know? And so um, that's sort of a hack that I've learned. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, uh, I've discovered that early frustration of not having anything um, uh, around me to really inspire me. and, and, and um, a lot of that was probably because, um, you know, from this small Midwestern city, there's not many people that are interested in the same things, that, at least that I knew, um, and um, um, went from growing up um, in Northeast KC, which wasn't the best place, so we had circumstances to, you know, that would, um, uh, we didn't have the benefit of uh, uh, leaving um, um, certain thoughts that you would have in certain situations that you had to encounter, and then growing up uh, later path, uh, later part of my childhood in South KC, there was just um, everyone was just interested in doing what um, what was okay to be interested in, you know. And so uh, um, I knew that uh, I found. Um, passion in things that were uncommon and so I just didn't really present myself outside of uh, my clothes um, and uh, because I, I just wanted to be non-confrontational right. and uh, so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's difficult for me at times to like when people come up to me and approach me of like about how I dress because I'm gonna be honest I don't own any Charlie Hustle shirts I have no made in Kansas City I, I and I support those dudes you know shout out to those guys downtown but at the same time, it's just, it's not who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know who I am and I know who my identity is, which takes some time as an artist to, you know, to accept and to move forward with. Um, but at the same time, it's it's rewarding to just go, I am my own, you know? You're in your own lane, you you, you are you. Um, any any other critis or, uh, critiques on like just the Midwest fashion? Has that been difficult to digest coming back to, to be here? Or? Uh, well, it's it's completely changed from what I remember um, be, right before I left. Uh, before I left, there was just, um, uh, I mean, the internet existed, of course, but like social platforms like Twitter and um, um, uh, uh, there wasn't many blogs at the time and, and people just didn't really even know what to search for, right? And to discover things outside of what they were seeing every day. Um, I remember a friend of mine said to me, um, back in high school he was like before I met you I thought there were maybe like 20 clothing brands <laughs> and that was like all right yeah, right. so um, yeah uh, I was just lucky enough to stumble across uh, threads that I thought were interesting and having enough heart to follow them yeah. and see where they where they yeah. led me to yeah. and and so I discovered complete world of fashion and, and it's sort of uh, related related back to uh, things I enjoyed doing at the time like skateboarding and um, uh, you know so um, I just I discovered Japanese streetwear and uh, um, 
the entire world of streetwear and uh, different high-end fashion designers that I, I started to research and find out what their true uh, artistic identities were. And so, yeah, the internet just sort of um, uh, just sort of was a savior for things that I was able to view. And luckily enough, I was brave enough to um, uh, uh, to completely dive into these these uh, different categories of fashion that I was discovering. You know, so uh, I would buy things on eBay and uh, discover all these websites that I, I felt like had. Um, um, closest thing to authentic, authentic um, clothing that I could find. And um, uh, uh, I remember finding this guy that lived in Japan that offered this service where he would um, navigate Japanese websites for you and buy things for you or in store in Japan for you just for a small service charge. And anyone that's ever like try to navigate Japanese websites in Japanese, it's like impossible if you don't speak Japanese, right? And so because I was just so infatuated with these brands and, and, and infatuated with Japanese culture in general, um, I was overjoyed to, to find his service, right? And so he would buy me things in Tokyo and send them here to KC, and wow. which I thought was incredible yeah. on its own. Um, and he would buy things on Japanese websites and send them to me. And so um, uh, Japanese designers like A Bathing Ape was like starting be to become this uh, internationally known thing uh, due to hip hop. And um, um, uh, but it was still kind of difficult to get. You know, yeah. there was uh, there was a store in New York, um, uh, but. Anyone that knows how a bathing ape operates, or at least how they operated at the time, they didn't give any accounts to any boutiques or any any stores outside of their own um, flagship stores. So uh, it was it was still really really difficult to, to get your hands on the product if you didn't live close to uh, one of their official stores, right? And so there was a lot of Japanese brands which were like even harder to get because. Um, they didn't have that international recognition, right? And, yeah. and a lot of people just didn't even know that they, they existed yeah. here in the yeah. States, yeah. right? And so, yeah, yeah, I got, a, got my hands on a lot of amazing um, Japanese brands that I, I grew an infatuation for. And um, yeah, just sort of coupled that with some high-end designers that I grew fondness for. So um, yeah, yeah, man. I, I want to dive into um, your creative realm when you're creating something. Um, let's say a pair of pants, a blank pair of pants come across. How do you walk, how do you process that and you finish that, you know, like you go from each step of, of creating something of your own to something you're actually going to wear. How, how does that work for you? Uh, well, uh, luckily enough, I was taught um, through my first jobs in fashion at, at different streetwear boutiques to sort of judge uh, a piece of clothing by how it looks on the inside instead of the outside and then coupled that with fashion um, uh, FIT being a mostly construction based uh, fashion school I was uh, I was taught to appreciate the con construction side of a piece of garment and so um, that means it's not just about the about the design but it's also about okay what type of fabric are you trying to use and why 
um, things that I would learn, like appearance retention, how, how, how long can it hold its appearance, uh, you know, abrasion, what, how does it react to different elements and, and um, different day-to-day living um, um, circumstances. And so uh, I think I'm, I, I sort of build a garment from uh, uh, how it could be constructed um, as it relates to how long it could last. And so um, you could do that both in uh, its fabric, but also into construction processes. And so um, I, I go from there and then um, relate that back to the fit that I'm looking for and um, um, just this, the whole sort of idea of what I'm trying to communicate um, 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 in, in terms of uh, what effect uh, would using a specific color have on a viewer, right? Um, and um, I would learn all these things in, in design school, like um, how different colors give you specific emotions. And so um, um, I just sort of try to dive as deep as I can into uh, every element of, of the piece of garment, you know, from color down to fit, down to the fabric and how it's going to last. And, you know, a lot of people just think the term fashion, right? Because um, uh, the, the conception of it, the, it, it's sort of, um, uh, people think that it means just the, the visual appearance of it. And um, when it actually has to operate as, uh, as an, you know, a, a functional um, item, right? And so that's probably even more important that, um, than how it looks because how it looks will change as you wear it, you know? And so you want it to change for, uh, into something that you could be on board with instead of something that um, um, you could see the value in it just decreased largely. So um, yeah, that's sort of my process. Oh man, uh, that got a lot of my, my, my brain functions going, brother. Like. Um, I remember the first time me actually being part of like a, you know, um, the indigo dipping, but the indigo was like, you know, we had to put in like lye and some other objects and like, even the shirt I'm wearing right now as we're doing this, um, seeing the process. I, I remember my friend Christopher dipping that and just seeing that like this like dark green just like fade into like this blue and it just like blew my mind because it was like. Uh, if I could explain fashion, this is exactly a, a, a smidget of what this is. You know, seeing a natural color that was, you know, from a natural dye come out in like a, you know, a cotton or a linen or, you know, a 50 50 um, just blew my mind. There's not, it's really cool because I feel like we have this connection of like uh, some deeper meanings of what fashion is. And I, and I hope the listeners can hear this is just like, it's more than just like what you view on the rack, you know, like. Um, I, I want to, we talked about fashion and I want to hear this from you. It's just, uh, maybe in like a sentence or two of like what fashion means to you. Uh, what fashion means to me? Well, to me, fashion is just, uh, a medium of art that you could participate in if you so choose. Right. And so I just look at, um, um, everything in life can sort of be a canvas if you want to treat it that way. And so I just feel like your body is a canvas if you want to treat it that way. And so clothing and fashion is just a medium of that, right? And it's just you saying to the world who you think you are at the time, right? And so that's that's basically what it is to me. Um, yeah. All right, so chapter two, I want to I dive into your uh, one of none. 
just kind of the background on that, where that came about and what that means to you. Yeah, um, well, um, it sort of revolves around me coming back to KC and, um, and sort of seeing how um, um, a lot of what people buy uh, is uh, sort of centered around price, right? Um, and so uh, um, the biggest, uh, you can get the biggest convenience when it comes to price in fast fashion world of, of, of fashion, right? And so the problem is that fast fashion is uh, the biggest proprietor of what has now become uh, the biggest pollutant, which is clothing, right? And so um, just me trying to find a way to address the problem in a, in a real way, rather than just uh, protesting, protesting it and like just not uh, just trying to run away as far as I can for, from the whole field. But the thing is, it's not going anywhere because it's so affordable for so many people, right? And so uh, I just wanted to be realistic and say, okay, what can I do to sort of incentivize people keeping fast fashion items in their, in their closets a little bit longer, right? And so um, um, one of none sort of was this idea of uh, um, creating... Um, new ideas that didn't really exist because one of the biggest problems in the world of fast fashion is just sort of uh, uh, taking a design concept that already exists and is already successful somewhere else and just doing it um, uh, 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 just not nearly as well, you know, not, not you know, so um, me thinking that I, uh, because there's no inventiveness in, in that field, in terms of the design of things, uh, just made me feel like you know I could I could create some nuanced designs for this stuff and like just sort of customize them. And so one of one of none is uh, sort of a play on the concept of um, an item being one of one. And so it to me it has two meanings. It's me creating new ideas that don't exist and me sort of describing who I felt I've always been, which is um, sort of an individual, right? And sort of celebrating. Uh, other people that feel that they're that right which i which i think everyone is an individual um it's just how closely are you to your natural um to the natural way you that you want to live and things you naturally want to participate in right and so it's just sort of a celebration of that of that person um I know that you have a, a link onto your Instagram right now for the page because it, it's going to be a studio one day, right? Yeah. What what does that look like? The the studio and everything. I, I want to like. Uh, okay, so um, um, it's not really going to be a studio in physical nature. Well, maybe. I mean, that's probably going to have to be the case, right? But okay. like, um, um, uh, so I just. I looked online, and the true story is, I looked online, and I was like, okay, I obviously need to buy the website, right? And so, try to buy oneofnone.com. It was already taken, right? And so, I looked at the different, um, um, uh, what else I could possibly name it, and I sort of uh, ran across oneofnone.studio as a possibility. And so, because I've always sort of been infatuated with uh, the French word atelier, which basically means an artist studio, and and um, couple coupling that with the idea that one of none will have an operating studio if I'm creating yeah, things, right? Studio, and so um, I just felt like just having that as the website just made maybe even more sense than a .com, you know. So that's where that side came from. Yeah. yeah.
building building a foundation for something to go in it's brilliant i love it um love your story too man so i also saw that you're a big fan of like the modern home layouts explain a little bit about that because me i am too i'm i'm also intrigued uh every picture you shared on there i was like holy shit i love these houses yeah, 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 yeah. well um uh I'm, I'm a type of person that's like naturally curious about things and the small nuances of things, right? And so um, I've always been appreci- appreci- I've always had an appreciation for all different types of realms of art and architecture have al- has always been one of those uh, realms that I've appreciated, right? And so um, um, I've always been uh, um, uh, just trying to find my, find the way that I could participate in all these different realms without offending the people that actually had the knowledge about it. And so um, uh, 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 what I've gotten into recently since I came back from KC was um, viewing how the city has changed, right? And so one of the most obvious ways I saw that was in architecture and all these different buildings that was popping up everywhere and so um, also with that was all these cool looking private homes that were being built and so I sort of dived dived into um, the architecture firms that were like doing cool things and um, that sort of uh, led me to want to do a book chronicling like the new uh, sort of wave that I saw in architecture here in KC and so um, I went out and like toured a lot of these homes and and, um, just sort of did research on a lot of them and I just had a thought like look I don't think a lot of people know what's in their backyard yet here Um, and so um, I had an idea to create a book sort of a coffee table book sort of chronicling all these new homes that were sprouting up every everywhere and all these new architectural communities um, that were that were being started and so uh, yeah yeah just um, uh, because of the idea of the book just researching a lot more on, on the entire field and, and um, uh, uh, finding ways to work with some of the local firms and and so that's still a project that I'm working on now. Um, I don't really have a date for when it will be released, but um, yeah, that's sort of uh, what got me into the contemporary architecture field is what I was seeing locally, all the new things I was seeing locally here in KC. That's so cool, man. I I don't know if you see this, but I I definitely see it. It's like you're educating people on fashion. Check. You're You're educating people on new uh really you know homes here that are like modern and that are like you know just interesting looking and you know interesting built um i understand i definitely agree and understand the process of like telling people about fashion and like telling them so much more than they can handle especially in the midwest realm. i feel like when i was in la just in november and had you know a complex con where it's like everybody knows what they're talking about and i didn't have to explain myself i i enjoy that here to have a an opportunity to explain why I wear what I do. So I feel that with you as well. You 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 enjoy educating people, and so do I. I mean, I at times I can be like a a, a click of an internet button and just tell you, you know, pages upon pages. I mean, what do you think of? I mean, just random. What do you think of um, Virgil with Louis Vuitton right now? Uh, that was groundbreaking. That was groundbreaking. Um, um, 
there's never been uh, someone that looks like me in that type of position um, in charge of uh, uh, such a such a legendary and high profile um, um, brand like Louis Vuitton. And uh, uh, yeah, so for me, it was just like, wow, this this total culmination of this entire wave and this entire generation of of uh, of. Uh, of kids that um, were begging to participate into this world, but um, it being just so uh, uh, ex exclusive and private. And so um, um, it's just seemed like this natural progression that finally um, fell into place. And so I feel like now a black designer is should be respected as much as anyone now like it's apparent like you know um because of virgil right and so yeah yeah man it was it was it's just sort of well i there was this rapper that i follow on instagram that was like today is uh today is black history month forever right <laughs> i was like and i'm like yeah that's that describes how people feel right now you yeah, know like yeah, like yeah. See, that was a huge yeah. move huge yeah move. i agree seeing him on um Paris Fashion Week last year and him and Kanye having that emotional, you know, a recognition of each other and just success. Because you know the story as much as I do. You know them years ago there being there just wishing I, you know, them going, I wish I could do this and them seeing them do that. I'm so glad to be of have been educated on that and seeing that process actually happen. To me, it's a dream come true because I just go, what another accomplishment and an inspiration to look at and go, I'm going to be just like this guy you know and move forward with that momentum so towards the end i, I just want to i want to get some words of wisdom from you so let's say we're sitting next to someone that's trying to get into fashion and wants to go down that down that lane would you is there any words that you would you would encourage them or say to them to prepare them for what they're about ready to to go into uh i guess i would just say that um uh that infatuation is enough to carry you um um and I relate it to back when I was first visiting uh, New York, which New York um, has always been like just sort of this imaginary place where, you know, all these magical things happen. That's at least how I thought of it back when back before I, I went. Right. And so um, uh, I remember the first day I went and it's funny because I could still remember um, the outfit I was wearing and um, being a kid from KC, right? So I'll just describe the outfit just because I think, <laughs> I think it, I think it uh, is relevant. Um, um, so I was wearing this Dior Ohm jacket, um, this James Purse polo, um, these Martin Marcella cords, and these Edo Matsumoto sneakers. Um, and so this is a kid from the Midwest, right? Wearing this stuff that he was already wearing in KC prior to ever going to New York, right? So uh, the reason I think that's relevant is because I felt like if I have access to these things and I'm from Kansas City, what do the people in New York have access to, right? And so I went there with that thought and I was walking around New York and people were stopping me just to give compliments, stopping me to talk fashion. And I was just amazed because I felt like I just sort of grandfathered in they're cooler than me because they are just from this place right and so i'm like why do you care about me right now like why do you see me even you don't know how to get these like you, you're from new york right like you see things on your next door neighbor 
that are amazing, right? So um, I couldn't believe that a kid from a small city could have that huge of an impact. And that just sort of gave me that validation that maybe I had something. And that's actually where I started to build the courage to actually like take pursuing fashion as a career, like realistic, right? And so I would just say like, um, um, that infatuation is enough because that's what guided me um, to all the knowledge that I that I got prior to ever going to New York, right? And so that's the only thing that separated me. So uh, yeah, that's what I'll say to that. Wow, that's incredible, man. Um, so the 2019 goals. We've had a lot of guests come in and tell us what their goals are and what what they want to achieve this year. Anything for yourself? Uh, yeah, just uh, just sort of release the first collection for one of none. Um, uh, um, just sort of dive into different fields, even if I'm, uh, you know, not as confident as, as I am in fashion. If it if it means developing the city, and so that's part of the reason why I'm still here is because uh, I just want to be a part of developing the city as much as I can. And so if that means building relation personal relationships to help do that, if that means diving into fields I'm not the most confident in, and just I just want to help the, the city grow as much as possible this yeah. year. So. And what's cool is that um, the crowd that, and at times I've been solo, and then the crowds that I've been part of most recently with the By Design crew is seeing, being part of something that big and seeing the support and feeling the support. Maybe not just seeing, but feeling it. Yeah. Walking in and being like, wow, this will actually support me. Um, it's scary to like get in something involved with something that you don't know a whole lot about, especially at my age. Being thirty three, it's like hey, I've only got this much energy. I don't. I mean, compared to like a twenty three year old, I'm. I'm especially when yeah. you see how good things can be, right. <laughs> and you're like, what are they putting into making that that right? Yeah, and so, right. yeah, just being a fan from afar of things, you yeah, know. And yeah. I, I see that. I see that now in my personal relationships that I've gotten now through friends that are working in music here, friends that are working in photography here. And, you know, um, um, I just feel like I, I, I have a personal account for how good things can be right. and what the knowledge is behind that, you yeah. know? So, yeah, I have, have that appreciation now. Right. It's good. And it's, it's so easy to put a limitation on things and a cap that, you, you know, we've reached so much for, you know, we've shot in this spot 400 times, you know, and whatnot. So it's really cool to, if you have that, that feeling to pursue it and don't worry about anything else. Um, it's so much easier said than done at times, but like if you trust your inner being who you are, you trust yourself, then if it doesn't feel good, then don't do it. But if it feels good, and do it. I will it. say that you have to learn that things will never be complete, right? And so that's, that's big for people like me that are perfectionists, right? And so we see um, this thing that is being made on the other side of the world that we're like, okay, I feel like that's the best that that field has produced at this moment in time. Uh, but the thing is, you can, you can only do what you can do in that moment, right? And so try to do the best you can at that moment, but do understand that things are never complete. You're, com you're going to be uh, building off ideas that you had years ago that you put out. You're going to be building off the next thing, right, years after, um, you finish it so things are never the idea of them are never complete and the building on them are never complete so just be satisfied with what you're putting out right now and know that you always have that possibility to grow it you know 100 
where can we find out what's going on in your life and how can we support you more and like where can we check out everything uh you can you could find me on instagram at um uh it's basically my first name uh antoine so it's spelled a-n-t-j uh underscore um no i think it's a-n-t-j-u underscore a-n and so that's that's a it's a funny uh, um, story behind that. It's just my name has always been mispronounced, right? And so I put the underscore after the U to sort of let people know that it carries on after the U yeah. instead of after the J. Yeah. So it's not it's not um, uh, it's not Aunt Juan or it's not like Aunt Juan or something like that. You know, it's Antoine. So yeah, that's right, man. Well, I appreciate your time, uh, your words, man. Awesome. Um, we're here at Blip Short Series. We out.